Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits. I know there's so much information out there, so I'm bringing on expert guests and sharing my own experiences to help you sift through all the wellness stuff without the BS. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the first episode of 2023. Oh, you might be thinking, wait, am I listening to the same podcast? Yes. New year, new me, new podcast me. <laughs> I had been wanting to change my intro for quite some time. I told my producer, like, if I turned on a podcast and I heard that intro, meaning my old one, I would be out. Like, two seconds in, I'm out. Like, immediately, no. I could not stand the music. I could not stand my voice. This was recorded when I first signed with Dear Media. I was a year into doing the podcast, but I was still a little new, I guess, fresh, we'll say. And I just could not stand like the pitch and all of that. So I wanted to change it. She said, wait until the new year. So here we are. I hope you guys like it. And yeah, I'm doing a solo episode today all about new year stuff. I am going to be super cliche and say, I can't believe it's 2023. I still feel like 2003 should be 10 years ago, max. So that's aging me. I'm sure there are people listening who were not born yet, but it's a little unsettling. But here we are a new year, new year, new podcast me, but same me otherwise. I think we'll see. I have to be totally honest. I'm not very like goal or resolution oriented, I think maybe it's a result of my sobriety. Like I've learned to really just try to be in the moment, say yes to the opportunities in front of me, try to align what I do on a daily basis with like my principles and my values, and then just watch things unfold. And I remember when I got sober, somebody told me to write down what I wanted in life. And the things that I wanted, my dreams, were so kind of simplistic because I could only imagine 
things that I wanted in the future within the boundaries of my life experiences up to that point and my situation at the time. And so I unknowingly kind of had these constraints. And then the things that have happened over the last almost nine years have been so far beyond what I could have imagined, good and bad. But the bad has been good because I've learned and I've grown from all of it. So yeah, here I am already off on a tangent. But I think all of this is to say I tend not to think too far into the future and set specific goals or resolutions for myself because I find when I do things a certain way, back to what I was saying before, just kind of do what's in front of me on a granular level on a daily basis, aligning myself with values, principles, things like that, the things that are truly meant for me unfold. However, I do think it's valuable to know what you want because when you know what you want and you're clear on that intention, you naturally point yourself in that direction. And I mean, this is kind of getting into some more woo-woo stuff, but I do believe that you can sort of, as Joe Dispenza says, select your potential. Sorry, guys, it's like eight in the morning. I'm still kind of waking up. But you can select your potential and find yourself growing towards that. And I've talked about it a lot on this podcast. I don't know a ton about Joe Dispenza, but I do know when I do that morning meditation of his, just search Joe Dispenza morning meditation on Spotify. It's 24 minutes. The things that I visualize during that meditation almost always come to be. And it's all about changing your energy, embodying what you want to be, and discarding what you don't and his whole thing that he says in the meditation aside from the selecting this potential that already exists is that when you change your energy you change your life and I do believe that to be true and I always come away from that meditation feeling amazing and it changes my energy and my day so I know it's kind of a long meditation but I recommend everybody try it just once and then dm me or something let me know what happened for you. I'm all over the place here. I just had my matcha, so I'm like kind of very awake and at the same time still kind of coming to. So I might be fumbling over my words in this episode, but we'll see. So I did get tons of questions about goals and goal setting. And like I said, for me, it isn't so much a formal practice that I do, but I have certain things I'd like to work towards. So I'll talk about how I'm going about that this year. So Goals and wishes for 2023. This was a big question that I got, personal and career. So I'll start with career. Obviously, growth across all platforms is a goal. And ultimately, I just want to grow more across those platforms because that grows the podcast. And that's my main priority. It has grown a lot, but there's so much competition now. Everybody has a podcast. This is why I just have to throw this in here. It's so helpful to rate and review. I still don't get it. I have like 2.5K reviews or something, which is like a tiny fraction of the listeners. If you haven't left a review, this is all I want for the new year. You can you can call it your holiday gift to me and sharing it and putting it on stories and I love seeing it in people's reels and TikToks and all of that. That helps too. But the podcast, it's the thing that I enjoy doing the most. It's financially very lucrative and I think it has the most longevity, you know, especially as there are going to be more social platforms coming along. And I saw on 
TikTok somewhere, this idea of funneling. And I only saw one video and I'm sure there's tons of information about this concept of funneling out there. And I might totally butcher it. But from the 20 second video that I saw or something, I kind of came up with like this concept that I can apply to my own life. So I'm going to use this example because I'm a visual person. So I start with say like a big goal at the bottom. Think of an inverted triangle just for like the funnel image. (laughs) So say my ultimate goal on the bottom is grow the podcast to X downloads per episode. I don't love to get qualitative with things like followers and downloads. However, I will say back, maybe it was 2020 or 2021, I said to my producer at the time, I want to get X amount of downloads per month by the end of the year. Actually, I didn't even say I want to. I said, I will. Like, this is going to happen. And it happened. So back to that point about kind of being really clear on what you want. I do think that there is value in that. But anyway, what was I saying? I start with the big goal at the bottom of that triangle. So in this example, like I said, grow podcast to whatever amount of downloads per episode. Then above that, say there's like two things that funnel into podcast growth. There could be more, but I'll use two for this example. So say TikTok and Instagram growth, because that's how you grow the audience. Then above those, what will funnel into TikTok and Instagram growth? I personally think TikTok growth funnels into Instagram growth. So what can I do to funnel into TikTok growth? Organic content, consistency, You can get as granular as you want. So suddenly you have this in front of you and you're like, okay, what are the actionable things kind of starting at the top of that triangle that I can do each day or whatever to reach that main bottom goal to fill this funnel, pour this down to the ultimate goal? Maybe it's posting twice a day or once a day or whatever is realistic and manageable for you. Obviously, this is using a social media example, so it doesn't apply to everybody. But, you know, you can apply this technique to whatever your goals are. And again, this is just how I envisioned it and applied it to my situation after seeing like a brief thing about this concept. So the actual concept of funneling could be totally different. I don't even know. But yeah, so above the bottom goal of growing the podcast, I could put like get big guests on the show that have large audiences themselves. And above that, how do I go about doing that? And so on. Suddenly you can look at this and you have all these tangible things that you can do. So instead of being like, well, I want to have this many downloads per episode and having it be kind of vague about how to go about that. You have these steps that you can take, things that you can do daily. So the thing that I saw on TikTok was about funneling TikTok followers to Instagram, but I took that concept, like I said, just applied it to goals in general. You guys know that I am a big fan of Array. I have been using different supplements for them for a long time. I absolutely love all of them. And today, as this episode airs, I am going to or I'm already in Mexico. And you can rest assured that I brought my Array bloat capsules with me. I don't travel 
anywhere without these because they have been such a game changer for me. So these bloat capsules are a blend of five herbs and one fruit-based digestive enzyme. It targets bloat so you feel relief quickly and it addresses all possible causes of bloating. It can reduce heartburn and speed the breakdown of food, all you have to do is take two to three bloat capsules immediately after your meal, whether you've just had a really indulgent dinner or you just need overall digestion help for your favorite foods. They work. I always say that I thought they just had really good marketing when I first tried them a couple years ago. And when I got them, I could not believe how well they worked. So I will actually take a couple right before I have a meal that maybe has something that I don't normally eat or it's just really heavy or I'll take a couple right after. Either way, they really help to prevent that uncomfortable feeling because who wants to be bloated ever, but especially on vacation or traveling, these are the ultimate hack. All of Array's products are formulated by naturopathic doctors. Array itself is founded on a simple principle, which is to help women feel their best. And they absolutely do just that. So the supplements are 100% natural. They have real results. And I have a code for you guys. So you can go to array.com and use the code BLONDEFILES at checkout to get 15% off your first purchase and a free sleep mini. So again, that's array.com, A-R-R-A-E. And the code is BLONDEFILES for 15% off your first purchase. As I'm sitting here recording this, I am sipping on my water with my Element Orange Salt Electrolytes. It is my favorite thing. I look forward to it actually every day. This is one of my favorite wellness hacks, I have to say, because I've talked about this before. I can tend to be kind of a puffy person and retain a lot of water. And years ago, my nutritionist that I was working with suggested adding sea salt to my water to get electrolytes. And he said this would actually help with the fluid balance in my body. It's a little bit counterintuitive because you think salt would lead to fluid retention. But I tried. I just could not get behind it because of the taste. And then I started using Element and it totally changed the game for me. It's so important to replenish electrolytes, whether it's after having a few glasses of wine. I know everyone is probably a little maybe still hungover from New Year's Eve or if you are active after working out or if you're just eating a really healthy kind of whole food based diet. A lot of times you can be lacking salt. So it's really important to maintain the balance of electrolytes in our bodies because they facilitate hundreds of functions in the body, including the conduction of nerve impulses, hormonal regulation, nutrient absorption, and like I said, fluid balance. So Element is my favorite way to do this. It's a delicious electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt with no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio that's 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. It has none of the junk. Like I said, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no fillers, no BS, and it's formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs. It's perfectly suited whether you are following keto, low-carb, paleo diet, low-sugar, Whatever your lifestyle is, it will fit in. And surprisingly, if you are experiencing things like headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness, 
these are common symptoms of electrolyte deficiency. So definitely try incorporating this into your routine. They have so many good flavors. They just make your water taste so good. They also have chocolate salt. I have a friend who puts their chocolate salt in her coffee. She absolutely loves it. So you'll find a flavor that you love guaranteed. And right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any order. So that's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. And this is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash blondefiles. This deal is only available through my link. So you must go to this URL. It's Drink element, D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash blonde files. Element offers a no questions asked refund, so you can try it totally risk-free. So another thing for me that is a goal, as you know, expanding the existing brand into product and I have some ideas since I talked about it on the podcast last, but that is still not super clear for me. So I'm going to do more work on that. And back to the point I made in the beginning of this episode, I think it's great to have things you want to achieve and it's great to be clear on that. But I really think it's important to let go of any attachment to the outcome because something better might come along or maybe you're not ready for a certain thing yet or you get a bit diverted or life gets in the way. And that's okay. At the beginning of last year, I just made a note on my phone of things I wanted in the year to come. And some of them were really arbitrary and didn't happen. So does that mean I failed? No, I grew. It was a really fucking hard year. And I am so proud of myself for getting through it still achieving the things I did, still getting an episode out every week, sometimes twice, 70 something episodes I think I did this year when there were times that I really didn't want to get out of bed. I gained so much perspective, like just it's crazy how much more of myself I feel on the other end of it. It actually reminds me of the episode that I just did with Mimi Bouchard, where she was talking about doing this work. And she said, it's not about becoming something else. It's about unbecoming, unbecoming like who you think you have to be or unbecoming whoever is on the other end of these facades that we put up. So it's more about coming back to your authentic self, becoming your more authentic self by unbecoming all of these other things. Like I've had moments in the last few days where I've just been like, wow, Did I hit the number of followers or download goals or certain milestones that I wrote down at the beginning of the year? Not all of them, but I feel more confident, more secure, more at peace than I ever have, ever. And I'm so proud of, you know, all of that. And I'm proud of the growth that I did have despite a challenging year personally. And that's way more valuable, in my opinion, than hitting some of these more arbitrary targets. And I just don't think I could have sat down a year ago and said, I want to feel more confident and secure and at peace than I ever have before. And if I did have that as a goal, I don't think I would have achieved it because I wouldn't have done like, I'm trying to think how to say this. I would have tried to achieve that the way that I thought I could achieve that. 
I don't know how to articulate this. Like I wouldn't have chosen to go through what I went through this year that helped me get to that point. But that was what happened. And feeling those things is the result of going through what I went through. And how could I have ever known? You know, if I was like, I want to feel confident and secure and at peace, I probably would have gone to like a meditation workshop or something. (laughs) And that stuff can be valuable, sure. But going through obstacles and difficulties and, you know, it doesn't all have to be bad, like doing things at work and growing in those areas and growing your personal life. That is really, I think, what builds that character. I feel like I'm not saying this well, but anyway, back to my original point, have goals or intentions and then let go and just do the small, actionable, everyday things that you can do. Stay very open to whatever circumstances or opportunities come your way because you never know where they're going to lead you, even when they seem bad. I think that's my point. So I guess that brings me to personal goals. This one is pretty straightforward, and that is basically just to continue to nourish my life offline, see friends often, see loved ones often, be in the moment, maintain boundaries with work. This is all a work in progress, and I think it always will be. A big one for me is say yes when I want to say no. And I don't mean overburden myself and do things I don't want to do, but it's back to being open to what's put in front of me. It's important to differentiate between an opportunity and a burden. So I'll give you an example. So Chuck was once hitting wall after wall, not having any luck with anything. None of his shows were hitting after his early success. And somebody told him to just say yes to whatever came his way. One of those things he said yes to that he didn't want to say yes to was a show that turned out to be massively successful, which led to another show that was massively successful, changed the trajectory of his career, made him gazillions of dollars. Not that that's necessarily the goal. And it was all from saying yes to this one thing. And you never know what that thing is going to be. So I'm putting that into action now. Like there have already been a few work opportunities that have come my way where I'm like, wow, I don't know if I can do that. Like, it's an amazing opportunity, but that's really like pushing myself, not in an unhealthy way. I don't want to, I don't want to give specifics, but I'll try to explain it the best I can. But you know, it's challenging, but it has a lot of potential for growth. And I want to say no, because it would be staying in my comfort zone to say no, but I'm going to say yes. I was invited to a party that I wouldn't normally go to, but I said yes. It's these little moments where we are putting ourselves out there, being active participants in our lives, that opportunities come and connections are made. And those are really I think what make our lives unfold in unexpected, amazing ways. So that's a big goal or practice, I guess, that I will continue implementing in my life that I didn't really realize that I had. I didn't realize I had that goal until I said this all out loud. So I think having tangible, quantifiable goals is okay, but I really think focusing on the things you can control, like I said, how you spend your days, who you surround yourself with where you allocate your energy, your boundaries, how you treat people, these things ultimately determine our lives. So I think while strategizing and getting clear on intentions is useful, 
waiting on things to happen and placing too much value on achieving a certain goal, in my opinion, is kind of prioritizing things wrong. Like if you're not being intentional with those things I just listed, I think achieving a goal might just feel kind of empty. Okay. That brings me to daily habits and routines that I'm taking into 2023 and habits to kick off the new year right. Well, I've really fallen out of the habit of journaling, but in the same way that I just kind of workshopped my personal (laughs) non-goal goals out loud, I think journaling has the same effect because you just kind of go into your subconscious mind when you're stream of consciousness talking or writing with no inhibitions. And then I think it's great to have something to look back on, especially when it comes to growth or challenges. Like today, I have this thing that I'm really nervous about, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then you read it the next day and you see how you did it anyway, despite the fear and how amazing it was or what opportunity came from it. And it's like evidence that you have that the things that you're nervous or ambivalent about or the really challenging things that you're going through that you don't feel like you can make it through actually turn out to be assets in your life or learning opportunities or whatever it is. So, you know, I don't like to be too rigid about my habits, but I can commit to like five minutes of writing, pen to paper, not on my phone, in the morning and build from there. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Getting outside even for a few minutes in the morning, even for a 10 minute walk is something I'm doing again, which is helpful just for my energy and my sleep and my mental clarity. And I'm not setting a specific step goal right now, but being cognizant of moving throughout the day and taking breaks to walk and taking meetings on walks, things like that. Like I said in my last solo episode, it just does so much more for me mentally and physically than like anything else. But when I get rigid with it, I just can take these two extremes. And then I feel guilty if I miss a goal or I miss my steps or I miss a workout or whatever. So for me, it's best to just be aware, do my best, do what feels good and remain flexible. What else? A habit that helped me a lot this year. Let's see. Well, I guess a habit that helped me a lot this year was the good old do not disturb on my phone as much as possible during the day. It really helps me to focus on whatever task I'm doing and just not be distracted by notifications. And also do not disturb goes on for the entire night from dinner time on phone charging in another room, DND chilling. So it's nice to have you know, just that time to be present and just be kind of disconnected because the phone isn't going anywhere. Social media is not going anywhere. You know, I don't really have, I don't have kids or anything like that. So it's like, it's not that urgent. Health and wellness goals for 23. I think really just getting to the root of my hormonal stuff. You guys know I've been on spironolactone for the sudden midlife acne that I got last year. Love that for me. But I'm going to start working with somebody to get to the root because I know some things are off. And I want to say I just shared about this on Instagram. And so many people were like, sometimes there is no root cause. It's just your body. It's just your hormones. Like there's nothing wrong with medication. I totally agree. I have zero shame in being on spironolactone. And I don't really feel like I have to suddenly get off it or anything like that. I didn't have side effects and I do have PCOS. So I do have slightly higher androgens than somebody without PCOS. So 
spironolactone works on those hormones. And so it's no wonder, like, I feel a little bit better and the acne went away. But that said, my acne did start when some other things like started in my body. So it's not like that was the only symptom. And I just couldn't figure out like how to get the acne to stop. It was like a lot of other things started happening at the same time. So I was like, something is off. Like we know our bodies. But I don't always think natural is better. A lot of people were like, why not go natural? Sometimes you need medication. There's nothing wrong with that. But in this case, I did see a correlation between other things kind of going awry and the acne. So that's why I do want to work myself off the spironolactone eventually and work on those other things that the spironolactone did not address. The spironolactone addressed the skin, but the other symptoms are still there. So definitely do that. And let's see, I guess another goal would be to continue cooking a lot. So I have maybe had takeout three times since my food poisoning in October. (laughs) And I've got to say my digestion, skin, obviously partially it's because of the medication, but who knows? Everything just kind of feels better since cooking a lot versus ordering out. So definitely going to continue that. Plus, it's just such a great way to transition from working, especially when you work from home, to not working. Like I said, do not disturb on, put on a podcast or something or music and just be in the moment. So that's another thing I want to continue. Like I said, the morning movement and the journaling, but that's really it. Like nothing too crazy, nothing really different from what I'm doing now. What is something I want to leave behind in 2022 that had a negative impact on me? I guess I'll take a page from my episode with Half-Baked Harvest, (laughs) Tegan, and say consuming more than I create. She talked about creating more than you consume. I definitely give myself grace on this one because I went through some challenging lonely times this past year where it was just easy to check out on TikTok or Instagram. And I think that's fine sometimes. And I also went kind of long periods of not being active on social, which again, totally fine given the circumstances and the fact that, you know, we're not content machines, but It is also my job. So it's like I can't just totally check out. But yeah, I am going to scale back on certain parts of my business so I can organically share content again that's fun and authentic to me and just get back to like the fun creative part of sharing and not consuming other people's content. I'm usually really good at this, but I definitely was on my phone way more than is comfortable for me at certain points. So, oh, I really have to break my phone in the morning habit. I truly hate this for me and yet I do it daily. So one little shift I'm going to make and be really committed to is even that five minutes of journaling before I pick up my phone, like baby steps. I don't have to delete all my apps and like, you know, hide my phone in a shoebox in the closet in the morning before or not look at it until I've, you know, walked 10 miles and meditated for 20 minutes and drank my green juice. Like, no, just a five minute shift where I just pick up my journal first and then I can pick up my phone and go off to the races. Okay, let's do some beauty. (laughs) Beauty and wellness trends I foresee in 2023. I am no professional. I am not in the field. However, I think when it comes to beauty, people are going to be 
embracing their uniqueness more. I think this is already happening, like I talked about in my last solo episode with noses. I think a lot of people are embracing their natural nose and people who have had rhinoplasties are getting filler to get closer to what their natural nose looked like. And I don't think that means that popular procedures are going to like fall out of favor. I just think the look of the Instagram face with the tight pulled brow lift and the tight pulled eyes and the fairy nose or whatever it's called. And obviously like the way overfilled lips, I think it's all just going to be kind of phased out with this new era of looking more natural, even if it's unnaturally natural, like you can still get a brow lift. You can still get a nose job. You can still do these things and still kind of look like yourself and look unique instead of looking like a Kardashian. Obviously, we're also seeing it with like the smaller BBLs, smaller breast implants. And I think just as far as wellness, like being really physically and bodily focused is going to kind of shift to being more mentally and emotionally focused. I think there's a big emphasis on mental health and where you're allocating your energy and how you're protecting your energy and your boundaries. And I think people are kind of over like the emphasis on the physical. And I think consumers are just way more savvy and discerning. So I think a lot of really trendy wellness practices are going to be replaced with people focusing on their own routines and habits rather than looking to something external, if that makes sense. Favorite products of the year. Oh, this is a fun one for me. Jan Marini skincare system and the extra products of hers that I use. So I use the system and I use the Hyla 3D serum. The Rosalieve serum for redness is amazing. I just got her peel pads and what else? Skinzyme mask. Hands down. Fucking amazing. Sorry for my language. <laughs> I used it in the beginning of the year, but I stopped and then my skin went absolutely crazy, as you know. And then I've been back on it for like a month now and it's just the best, like plump, dewy baby skin. It is amazing. It's amazing how having like hydrated, healthy skin can just help so much with fine lines, obviously, but it also just kind of fills in some of like the unwanted shadowy contours and just kind of plumps everything. So that is my winner as far as skincare for sure. And then let's see for wellness products. I have to say I've been loving my Symbiotica. Chuck had COVID after Thanksgiving and I was with him like the whole week prior to him having symptoms when you know, we didn't know he had it. And I think that's when you're the most contagious, that and then the first few days that you have it. And then I took care of him and I was positive I was going to get it. But I'm not saying this is why I did not get it. OK, I'm not. Let's just get that out there. But I was taking the liposomal vitamin C, liposomal elderberry, zinc, vitamin D. And I'm not trying to push any narrative here, okay? I'm not saying like sunshine and vitamin D stop me from getting COVID, okay? It could have just been one of those weird situations where one person gets it and the other doesn't. But for somebody who is quite sensitive and gets sick often, I've been healthy this whole cold flu COVID season, knock on wood, aside from food poisoning, which is obviously unrelated. So 
I really do think that those are helping me. So yeah, I think those are good to have on hand. I love my Laneige, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, lip mask so much. If you guys want a clean option, Three Ships Beauty has an amazing lip scrub. It's like a buttercream and mask that I also love. For hair, I'm obsessed with K18, obviously. Oh, and recently, I love Milbon conditioner. And then I just used their spray primer and their blow dry serum. They make my hair really soft. I may as well do a body while I'm on this. So the Lux Unfiltered Tanning Lotion is my favorite. I use a mitt from Amazon and I just mix it like a one to two ratio, one, one part self-tanner, two parts moisturizer. I do it almost daily just for a little continuous bronze glow. And then for makeup, I cannot live without my hourglass blush. I also like NARS, but I think the color that I liked is discontinued or something. I can't find it anywhere, but I have the hourglass ambient something or other. I can't remember the color, but I really feel like 2022 was the year of blush. Like no more contouring, heavy makeup. I feel like just a little blush really brings the face alive. So those would be my favorite beauty and wellnessy products. What am I most looking forward to in 2023? Like I've said, I feel like I'm starting to repeat myself, but I'm really looking forward to making adjustments with where I allocate my time and my energy with both work and my personal life and just see how things unfold as a result of that. And back to my original point of not being a big goal or resolution person after I just spent an entire episode on goals and resolutions. But I prefer to just focus on the things I can control on a daily basis and work towards something, hopefully, but leaving the outcome to whatever powers that be. And then on a more specific level, I'm excited for some trips that I have coming up. I'm excited because my best friend is getting married this year. I'm excited about some work opportunities this year. I'm excited because things in my personal life are really good and settled. Just hoping for a way less tumultuous year. Okay, I'm going to do some quicker ones to close out. What was the hardest part of the year? Definitely the relationship stuff and dealing with that on a public level. And I have to say, seeing and hearing people talk about it and make assumptions that were just so false was so annoying. So annoying. But for the most part, I was able to tune it out. I will just say it was not a case of something being sprung on anyone. In fact, it was all done together done in a certain way so as to make it go as unnoticed as possible. And like I said, things are good now. So this is behind us. But I have to say, I did have a front row seat to the way people on social media and the media can make a ridiculous and just categorically false story out of one little tidbit of information. Like with my relationship, it was more podcasters and people on social media making things up but people were pretty nice for the most part. And then I saw it with like the Harley thing, people making up the craziest conspiracies based off a screenshot of a text message from somebody who is clearly not doing well. And I mean, I got insane messages and I'm like, you guys don't know even one iota of what's going on. But it was just crazy. I was like, wow, we live in a time where somebody can take one little piece of information that can be manipulated or can be just taken out of context or can be whatever the case is and 
with TikTok and the way that things go viral and Twitter. And it's just crazy how things can snowball. It's kind of scary. But anyway, now I'm way off on a tangent. It definitely changed the way that I think about and consume any kind of like celebrity gossip, though, or gossip in general. The hardest part, well, I just said the thing about the relationship. And then I would also say my skin issues that came out of nowhere. And having never really had skin problems, it was just very difficult to deal with. And I just have so much sympathy for people who have to go through that and deal with it for any amount of time. This was not a quick answer. Okay, I'm going to try to be quicker. Tips for creating a healthy routine. I feel like I've said this a million times. Start small, start manageable, build on tiny changes. How to cheerfully stay up for parties or events when we regularly go to bed early. This one is so random, but it's so funny to me because I feel this so much. Like I prefer to go to bed at 1030 latest. And if I don't, I feel like my next day is at the risk of being completely effed. And I used to get really agitated if I was out and it was starting to get late and I wanted to go home. But then I went through a phase this year when I was like not sleeping at all and I could still function the next day. It was uncomfortable, but I could function. And I realized like it's not the end of the world. So now when I'm out with friends or Chuck or family and I'm doing something social, I just don't think about it anymore because I don't want to like check out or, you know, make it miserable for other people. Like I believe very much in acting better than I feel. Nobody needs to know I'm tired. Nobody needs to know I'm grumpy. Nobody needs to know that I want to go home unless it's like super late and I have to drive or have a really early morning. Obviously, those are different circumstances. But yeah, something I learned in sobriety, act better than you feel. Any trends I tried this year that I loved or hated? Nothing I did that I hated, but I did dermaplaning yesterday during a facial. We'll see how my skin reacts over the next few days. But right now it looks incredible. Also, facial massage, especially buckle massage. Absolutely love that. And we'll continue to do it monthly. That was really it for trends. So I think I'm going to end there. (laughs) That's kind of an abrupt ending. But I don't think I got to say this on my last solo episode or my last episode of last year. But just thank you guys for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for rating and reviewing if you did. So if you didn't, I'm excited to see your review pop up. (laughs) And just thank you for supporting the podcast. I am really excited for a bigger year, amazing guests, maybe some live shows. We'll see what the year has in store. I love you guys. Happy New Year. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you liked it, and if you like the show in general, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It goes a long way, and it's actually the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to the Blonde Files podcast on Instagram. You can go to ariellaurie.com. And I'm always posting about each episode over on my personal page at ariellaurie. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.